that for, mm. for us from the get-go, we were, I don't want to sound like cliche, but like business women about it. We went yeah. into it with like a business oh, yeah. mindset and not not necessarily to even just make a huge amount of money. Despite that the was, fact that our Instagram is about getting lit, we were. We were <laughs> very professional. And um, I think that's been definitely, I think that definitely contributed to how some of the amazing opportunities that we did get early on with such a small mm. following. Welcome to the Young Money Podcast with Ross Moran. This episode of the Young Money Podcast is brought to you by More Time Financial, a financial planning, money management and financial education business helping young Australians to make smarter decisions with their money. Welcome back to another episode of the Young Money Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Murray, financial advisor and business owner. This week on the show, I'm very, very excited to bring you a conversation that I had with Lucy and Nikki from At We The Wild Ones and currently co-founders of the clothing line Jagger and Stone. So I originally reached out to Lucy and Nikki about 12 months ago to try and get this recording done, but obviously being the two busiest businesswomen in the world, multiple rescheduling, rebooking, cancelled appointments, we were finally able to sit down and get this done. And I'm so glad that we're able to because I think it's very, very timely and topical conversation given the world of Instagram influencers and the perceived overnight successes that we get flooded with in our feeds on a daily basis. So in this recording, I had a chat with the girls about their process of how they originally got started on their page at We're The Wild Ones, how they did and do currently make money from their following and how they've been able to leverage their years of experience um, in the fashion and marketing industry to be able to secure some amazing deals with a relatively smaller following on Instagram, how they don't take for granted the position they're in compared to maybe some of the younger um, influencers that they they see online some of the myths and misconceptions about what people think it takes to be an instagram influencer and just how much hard work can potentially go into trying to get those amazing photos that we see on our feeds every day the process of quitting their full-time corporate jobs to then pursue their own clothing line jagger and stone and what it's taken and just how much hard work's gone into to building that clothing line up to now being stocked in Australia's three biggest online clothing retailers. Some of the failures, hurdles and issues that they've had to overcome in the last 18 months, some of the things they wish they had known before they got started, how they did and how they currently do manage their business and company's cash flow, working with friends and trying to obviously maintain some sort of work-life balance throughout their business and so much more. So strap yourselves in for this awesome conversation that I had with Lucy and Nikki from at We The Wild Ones. Now, before we get started on today's episode, this is just a friendly reminder in order to keep our lawyers happy that in preparing this podcast, myself and any contributors have not taken into account any particular person's objectives, financial situation or needs. So before acting on any of this information, you should consider its relevance to your personal circumstances and if required, seek the assistance of a licensed professional. Hi guys, my name is Lucy Jackson. I'm 29 years old and my current occupation is I am the co-owner of fashion label Jagger and Stone. 
Excellent. Hey guys, I'm Nikki Westcott. I am 28 and I too am the other <laughs> co-owner of Jagger and Stone and also part wild one. Part wild one. <laughs> part, part wild one. Part, part wild influencer, one. I guess yeah. you would say. Yeah, excellent. So if you want to give me your, I guess your resume or your career kind of snapshot to date. Okay. okay. Um, so I studied uh, marketing and journalism um, in, at JCU in Townsville. And I, from there, went on, took a job in Sydney working at a fashion label um, down there in a sales brand management role. So that's kind of where I learned about like the ins and outs, like the back end of owning a fashion business, I guess you would yep. say. Um, and then from there, I went on to become the marketing brand manager, which they're both called brand managers, but they're quite different roles at Princess Polly. Yep. So that was kind of more overseeing all the photo shoots, social media, that kind of thing. And from there, I left that role to pursue, I guess, full-time influencing once Nikki and I had built up a little bit of a following. Yep. But that was always going to be quite a short-term thing because in that time we were working on the back end of launching our brand, Jagger and Stone. Excellent. There How you go. Yourself, Nikki? Me, so I went to university at James Cook with Lucy, that's where we met. Mm -hmm. So I studied a Bachelor of Business uh, majoring in marketing and sports and events management. Weird flex. <laughs> it's so weird that there's sports Do you in know there. why I did that? It's because I wanted PR and they honestly didn't offer it. And so they told me to do events to have like that experience behind me. Yeah. I was like, cheers, JCU. So retro, really. So retro. So using lots of the sports management today, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm pretty good at just managing anyone if you want to. Imagine you managing a team of athletes. Like, that is like, I could never imagine could doing you that. Here's my degree, I'm yeah, qualified. I'm this sports man, so I hear Red Bull's really good. Yeah, literally. Um, and then I actually did six months, if you want a little bit more smoke and mirrors, uh, yeah. post grad arts. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah, so it's just because she didn't want to leave her job at Red Bull with me, so she stayed at stayed uni. Stayed on. But again, that was to get to try and get more like PR under my belt. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, then I ended up getting a job in Brisbane um, for an advertising agency, and I stayed there for a few years, transferred with them to the Gold Coast. And then by this point, Wild Ones was kind of like starting to get busier. So I then took another job with a fashion label in Byron Bay called Arnhem Clothing, where I was able to reduce my work to, I think I went down to four days a week with them, and then yep. we had more time to put into Wild Ones, which was awesome. And then, yeah, same as Loose, we both did like a massive overseas trip, and we left those jobs behind to pursue Jagger. Excellent. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. So it looks like from the outside that it's the last 12 months has probably been the busiest 12 months of your lives. Would that be a up there it's Fair. definitely yeah. yeah i feel 100%. like i've always been busy but i feel like that's just because i'm like a really erratic person <laughs> and always feel busy but it's been really busy yeah well, even just with travel and stuff like that's yeah. been a big one well i know we we tried to tee this up i think when you just started <laughs> sorry jagger and stuff so, so <laughs> eight 12 18 months ago yeah. and i think since then it's been constant back and forth mm. you guys overseas locking in a day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our content's better now just yeah. for the podcast yeah excellent um, so how do you best describe to someone what you do? I guess now that you've got the clothing line, it probably makes it a little bit more relatable to the general mm. public. But mm -hmm. previous to that, if you said, I'm an influencer, like what's people's first reaction? And then what do you kind of explain to someone? 
Um, well, I guess if we're just talking about the influencing side of yeah. things, it's funny for us because we never really had a period where we were just influencing mm. because the whole time we were doing that, technically, we were actually working on Jagger and Stone. We just hadn't launched the brand yet. Okay. So there's never really been a time for us that we technically just influenced. Uh, that sentence sounds really weird, <laughs> but just did that as, yeah. we yeah. didn't have that just as our job. Yeah. But um, I guess for us, influencing now, which is kind of how I would describe it 18 months ago as well, we probably only designate one day a week towards creating all of our content. Obviously it goes across, it could be a morning here, an afternoon yeah, there, sure. whatnot. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of like knocking over any like really like important paid collabs that have like certain kind of credentials. And then in other things we try and kind of like yeah, it's it's so different because everything, it works different for different people. Like, and we yeah. are not the best influencers as well. So I'm sure other people that do it are a lot busier than us with that as their job. But yeah, we just kind of like to bang out all of our, I guess, paid work yeah. all in a day so that we're kind of like, I guess, paying close attention to the briefs. Like, yep, got that done. Then yeah. A lot of the times you even have to submit them for, you know, approval, approval with yeah, the okay. brand before yeah. you can even do it. So it's... It is like a more lengthy process than what you think it would be. But then otherwise, we just get photos when we get dressed to go somewhere. Yep. Yeah. We're super basic. It might be that we like uh, going to an event. Mm. And so we'll get our hair and makeup done, uh, get a couple of cool outfit photos and then go to the event yep. um, after. And then and then it just follows our life day to day as well. Yeah. Like if we think we look pretty good in the office one day, we'll be like, well, let's get a pic. <laughs> <laughs> but like really and truly no one should take what we're talking about as influencers as too uh, serious because we really aren't the best influencers <laughs> in the world. We, we are, I hate to admit it, a little bit lazy yep. because so much of our time and energy is funneled into running our business that poor old influencing sometimes does get left on the wayside. Sure. But um, at the same time, like I think when we do things that we do love, we still can influence people to, yeah. Yeah. you know, like, and I think that's what we like doing more is like working with brands that we like and, you know, showing it to our followers or yeah, giving them sure. a cheeky dizzy code or... Yeah, totally. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely been super helpful. I, I wouldn't say it's what we do a lot of now no. or the most of, but it's yeah. definitely been something that was really awesome to have while we had left our jobs, we could definitely rely on that small income yeah. to pay our rent until we launch, like while we're waiting to launch Jagger yeah. and Stone. Yeah, okay. So how did it kind of get started on, just purely, purely focusing on the wild one side, mm -hmm. how did that kind of get started? Was it just as Instagram was kind of kicking off that you saw an opportunity or was it just, you were just doing well, what you, you do? Lucy was working um, with Mink Pink and she started noticing girls getting gifted free clothes. Yeah, and I was Wait like, she was like, Nick, <laughs> The future is here. <laughs> yeah, well, like, and like, we both kind of had, we were just naturally people that would put a bit of effort into our Instagram photos at the time. Yeah. What was effort? Yeah, we kind of had a following already. Yeah, what was effort four years ago? It was def definitely different to an mm, effort now, yeah, but sure. we would still use apps to edit our photos, for example, and, you know, like, we'd go to a music festival and make sure we got a cool photo. So we definitely weren't, like, we naturally just did that anyway. You didn't have that intention of, hey, this is what we're going to do. No. This is going to be no. a full-time career or job for us. No. And as, like, I was working, I could kind of see the PR kind of angle coming in, like, oh, these girls are getting sent free clothes. And so I was like, Nick, wow, we need to get on this. People kind of naturally asked us. She any gifted me some swimmers. <laughs> <laughs> 
I no, did. No conflict. I'll send you, no conflict. You a photo. I was like, shit, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll send you some bikinis if you take a photo and we'll yeah. repost you on Ming Ping's <laughs> Instagram right. account. That was so funny. And this was back in the ages where brands were had huge Instagram followings and people kind of didn't. Yeah. Mm. Um, there was very, very few influencers at this point. And so as that started to become more of a thing, I was like, well, we may as well give it a crack um, because why not? Like, we've got yeah. nothing to lose. And in the... If we were naturally kind of doing it anyway in life, yeah. it kind of just made sense to give it a go. And so we launched together at We The Wild Ones together at Splendour. I think it was 2015 mm. was the year. Well, did she have to try and get you on board in terms of, hey, this is, this is what we're going to do? Or is it kind of You're like... pretty good. You yeah, always take a little bit of convincing, but... Oh, yeah. It's def she definitely was like the... I, it's not something that I would have fully gone for on my own. Yeah. Let's just mm. say that. But, mm. you know, but then again, either. neither would have I. Um, now I probably would as oh, a young but... girl because it's so much more common. But back yeah. then, it was kind of one of those things where you didn't really want to be seen as like overly conceited because you were like, look yeah. at us, we're trying to make an influencer page. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. we sort of just decided to do it on the phone because Luce was living in Sydney and I was in Brisbane one afternoon. <laughs> and we sat on the phone for like, it was like, it was like six four hours. hours yeah. And we just sat on there, I was like, okay, thinking of a name. And then of course, Marketing Girls did like a full rollout of our new Instagram, got everyone, like posted from our own pages, follow this. Yeah. And then we were like, okay, shit, we have to do it. And it was a week before Splendour. And we were like, all right, let's start posting from Splendour. And so, yeah, we got a few outfits sent. And we were lucky as well because I knew so many yeah. people already in the fashion industry through my job. Yeah. We, we had sort of sneaky inside yeah. it. So, say, for example, Princess Polly at the time, they gifted us a few outfits and basically said, if you girls get good photos in these outfits, yeah. we'll repost your photo. So, instantly, we did kind of have one up on the system because of our connections. But, hey, well we had those connections well because we worked hard. Well played. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you might. Drop the mic. Mic drop. So, obviously, fast forward a couple of years after doing all that and, and getting it kind of started, what was that point where you started actually getting paid for a post like I assume up to a point what it was, was just kind of what was our first paid post I wish I, I wish we could remember our first ever paid post but oh actually it wasn't when that fun run paid us anyway was it that one I think so seems like a natural person but... to pay you for a post <laughs> a, big, a big one for us as well was when designer like Camilla and Sassenbide wanted to work with us yeah that's Splendor. right that's yep. when it kind of went ooh was that like kind of holy shit moment like yeah this is cool like yeah yeah, it was really cool. And, like, I think at one point we had about 26,000 followers. I think it was 26,000. Which, I mean, in the scheme of Instagram now, that's absolutely nothing. Yeah. That's absolutely nothing. And so we were kind of... We'd, we'd worked with Camilla a little bit in the way that they'd given us a couple of outfits to wear to festivals and style up. And they were so stoked on the content and they ended up being some of their like highest performing yeah. posts on Instagram we beat ever. Beyonce, just, we beat just Beyonce. So no. <laughs> where's that where's that on the on the credits on YouTube? Literally where I go into the Camilla office, they'd be like, the girls are here, you girls beat Beyonce. We're like, oh my god, we love you guys. <laughs> so exciting. But yeah, so we had not not many followers at all, but obviously being the marketing girls that we are, we kind of just always have gone we never wait for opportunities to come to us. We've kind yeah. of always reached out for them. Yeah. Um, and so... Putting little props together, like, mm, yeah, yeah, this is coming up, want to do a content shoot or, like, yeah. you know, have us wear your brand to the festival or whatever. We're just always on the hustle. Always <laughs> on the hustle. So we ended up convincing the girls at Camilla 
to pay us. And in hindsight, it was not much at oh, yeah. all. Yeah. But still, for for us, they took a massive leap with you know two young girls that had twenty thousand followers. Not I don't I wouldn't throw this kind of money at them. So they kind of covered our flights and accommodation and our photographer and our photographer to go to Coachella to yeah. shoot for them. And um, they yeah it was I would it say was that heavy. was definitely our first big <laughs> yeah. break. Yeah. To have like they, a brand like, like that. Down to Sydney to like pick outfits and we were kind of oh yeah roll up. And we were like, oh my god, they'd organise us a little sushi platter, and then they had all the outfits there for us to just try things on. Yeah. Like they made us feel so special. So we're in very hindsight, we've got to be like so grateful to oh, those so girls because that was definitely like our first ever experience of like, yeah, wow, maybe this is like a thing that we're doing now. Yeah, yeah. and Camilla took our festival outfits, so I'm like zero to one hundred, literally, <laughs> so extra. So that was probably the first big yeah. break yeah. that we can remember. Mm. So then, like, I guess trying to explain it to someone that has no idea about the world, mm. like, how do you, how did you, or how do you make money from your following? Like, you just mentioned a few times, like a few things there, like they obviously paid for your, your flights and your accommodation, mm-hmm. your tickets and things like that. Is that them just paying you to do those things, or are you getting paid as well? Well, back then, yeah, with a much smaller following, obviously, we were just stoked to have our flights covered. Yeah. Now it's a little bit more high tech, and we you kind get... of like have a rate per post and yep. a rate per Instagram story, yep. which is usually like at least three slides is what they classify as a story. Okay. So, yeah, you just have to kind of like price yourself based on those. Well, there's kind of rough guidelines yeah. out there based on your following and yep. your engagement rates. Um, but a, a payment can come in many shapes and sizes. Like you can get paid for a post. You could get booked in for say like a bundle of posts and then obviously the rate goes down a little bit. You could get paid in the way of just not even getting paid, but like, listen, we want to take you on this influencer trip where we fly yeah. you yeah. Or, yeah, to like somewhere. Festival and, tickets or yeah. um, even just contra as well. Like you're just clothes, the clothes yeah. or the products or whatever in exchange for... Posting, which is what, you know, lots of, I guess, more micro-influencers yeah. should still be doing, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, like, you know, we do stuff for yeah, Contra. Absolutely. If we Like, a brand we love brings out a new range of jeans or something and Nikki and I are gagging for them, like, we'll just get gifted. We'll do anything. <laughs> we'll just get gifted the jeans and do a post. Like, yeah. it all depends on how big or small you are as an influencer in terms of your following count and, yeah. Yeah. And do you think your point of difference has been the fact that you've been willing to reach out and kind of had that insight knowledge of what to how to pitch things rather than just sitting back and, and letting you would be surprised at the amount of people that don't feel comfortable to do that like yeah, yeah. we never really took that for granted but I think because we had worked in the industry mm. for a long time like by the time we got into it we were much older than what the average influencer is like yeah. we were like 25 26 when we were yeah. really so getting into it we'd had university degrees we'd worked in the workforce yeah. like we kind of just were more confident to sort of yeah. pitch out for things. Whereas like other friends would be like, oh my God, can you send me your rate card? Like, I just feel so awkward even asking for money. Yeah. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. Well, if you don't want to, the brand's not going to offer because they're probably like, shit, yeah, I'll get this for free. free yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's a, that definitely is a bit of a point of difference to that mm. for, for us from the get go, we were, I don't want to sound like cliche, but like business women about it. We went yeah. into it with like a business oh, yeah. mindset and not not necessarily to even just make a huge amount of money. Despite because that the was, fact that our Instagram was about getting lit, we were. We were <laughs> very professional. <laughs> and um, I think that's been definitely, I think 
that definitely contributed to how some of the amazing opportunities that we did get early on with such a small mm. following. Yeah. Because brands knew that they could come to us. Like, we really pride ourselves on, you know, we would never... We still every day think we're incredibly lucky to do this. So we have a mindset of if a brand is going to pay us a certain amount of money to promote them, we are the lucky ones. So mm. we are, like, grateful to be able to do yeah. that. We'd love to do the best job we can, whereas... There are a lot of younger influencers these days that feel incredibly entitled yeah. and kind of don't really think that what they're doing is not the most cool thing in the world. Because it's, one thing it's more we, common. Yeah, one thing we've spoken about before that blows our mind is that now an influencer thinks they are kind of like the, I guess, the top of the ladder. Yeah. Whereas, like, when we were at uni and stuff, you know, all you want to do is network and meet the marketing manager of that brand or, yeah. you know, like, they're the people that you want to meet, not necessarily, like, think that you're there to do them a favour. Yeah. I so definitely think the pendulum has yeah. swung in, in once upon a time, like, the brands had a lot of power, whereas I feel like now influencers think that they have all the power. Yeah. And I do think that, in a way, there is some truth behind that, mm. Because nowadays, influencers, their reach are much bigger than, say, like a brand's well, Instagram like, page. Well, like you said before, previously, it was kind of brands had the big following mm. and everyone had the small following. Now, yeah. exactly. now it's flipped where you exactly. might have a couple of million and the brand's only got, like, 500,000 or something. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. But with that in mind, I still think it's something... Everyone should have Everyone should be so yeah. grateful and respectful to whoever they are working with as a brand because this, this isn't going to last forever. It is only going to be a matter of time before eventually influencing kind of does fizzle off. It's already kind of, I feel, probably heading in that direction a little bit. Just on the, <coughs> the I mean, Instagram side or just the concept in, in general? I think YouTube's probably now yeah. the, where a lot of brands are funneling a lot of their budget. Um, it just It's a shame because, you know, for so many years, people have built up these amazing communities on their Instagram and to see it kind of fading a little bit, that's not to say it's dead. Sure. I feel like no. it's, sure. it's going to be many years before it dies. But, but Instagram itself make it so hard to grow or, you know, like... Reach your audience yeah. or... Just, it's so, like, not really organic anymore. Like, you know, back in the day you used to upload at 7pm because people would see your post at 7pm. Now it's just like, are they even seeing your yeah. post? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, if it doesn't get all that engagement in the first have many minutes you're kind of like not even on the feed it's so much harder yeah and I feel like it's one of those things too it's like all well and good obviously Instagram just want to make more money they're mm. following in the same footsteps as Facebook sure. but as an influencer it's pretty cringe to go and boost your post yeah so it's like a brand can do that and that's brands fine. are offering that now usually as like a part of a package they'll be like you know, X amount of dollars for this and this much goes to boosting rights. Yeah, yeah. So it's like weird. shame job. Who wants to boost their post as an influencer? It looks like yeah, yeah. It's embarrassing. Just weird. It's like you're a person, not an ad. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, such is, that's such is life. Such is life. Maybe we'll have to start boosting our posts yeah. soon. Like it if you see it. Boost <laughs> So if you're listening to this and you follow us, please, please. give us a like and a comment. Swing us a bone, please. <laughs> Or give us some money to boost posts. Yeah. So what, besides maybe the initial Coachella trip, what has been the biggest holy shit moment that caught you by surprise in terms of, oh, did we actually get paid to do that? Or like... 
Well, I think for us a huge thing was seeing the influence that we had when we started Jagger and Stone. Mm. Because in the first night of launching Jagger and Stone and the only promotion that we had done thus far was through We The Wild Ones. Yep. So to know... we and, pretty And an epic launch party. And an epic <laughs> launch party. But, you know, just, just like we hadn't yeah. paid any other influences to post about it, nothing like that at that point. Um, and so to see that the reach that our Instagram mm. account had and literally see that in tangible sales and see those dollars roll in yeah. was, that was really cool. So, yeah, I guess it kind of then leads into Jagger and Stone, but it's mm. kind of like really cool to be able to say like us posting about this has equated to this outrageous amount of sales, yeah. which is yeah. really cool. Awesome. And what about just kind of dealing with, with fans and things that you see, I guess, in, in, in person at events and things like that, is it still a bit of like, I don't know, a pinch me moment where people are coming up oh, to yeah. get photos? It's, and It's crazy sometimes mm. like, when people want to do it, like come up to you and ask for photos and stuff. But like, we love it. We love it, honestly. And we, we don't get bothered nearly as much as what some other people sure. would. Um, we don't get hassled nearly as much as other influencers do, though, because we do have a much smaller, smaller following. following. Yeah. yeah. But that in mind, we are, you know... Don't want to toot our horns. But pretty much every person that we ever have an encounter with, if we meet them in person and get a photo or whatnot, will message us after and just say, it, like, you girls are... you legends. Such <laughs> legends. So that for us is so awesome. And yeah. um, we just see that as such a privilege. Mm. And, like, I've, a lot of influencers see that as such a negative part of the job. And I'm like, for us, I get, like, bloody chuffed. Yeah, oh, and I bet. We're not bloody Kardashians. It's no. Take a step back here. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we're, we're probably more excited, especially when they're wearing Jagger and so Yeah. Oh. Then after double, a few minutes, too, Luce will be like, nice pants, like, just yelling out across the field, like, Literally. But so, I yeah, think we're the other extreme. <laughs> one thing about us, too, is, like, our Instagram is so transparent. Like, people know we like to party. People know that we are really fun. People know what we're like. And so when we go, say, for example, to a music festival and people see us, like, just in really enjoying ourselves and, you know, might have had a bunch of drinks, whatever, um, they're not surprised. Yeah. Like, we never cop... Well, I don't think we would ever cop hate for that. They're no. just like, yeah, the girls. Like, that, it's like, that's them. If that's anything, them. they're always like, wow, it's actually so cool to see you guys actually getting down at a festival. Because yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, you know, we've got friends who yeah. have been to music festivals and absolutely copped it in a... You know, like, I saw XYZ and they were... They lit looked drunk. And yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's like... Well, too, right? They're at a music festival. Yeah. Do you know and what I mean? You're really drunk too. Take yeah. photos of them. Literally. So it, it feels good that we've been able to create a very um, transparent... What you see is what view. you get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that was something I was going to, going to mention, that, again, sitting from the outside, looking in and not knowing everything about your lives, it has seemed to me that that's been the case, that you've had that transparency, like, mm. very open about the ups and the downs, like... Yeah. And I think, as you said, having that, I guess, that view of we're privileged to do what we do so you're happy to do that rather than yeah. some other people taking a different approach yeah and honestly we just aren't bloody premium enough to uphold something else that we're not <laughs> yeah i think it's just like every day you've just got to remember that like five six years ago this job didn't exist yeah. and we are so lucky to be one of the minority of people that have kind of capitalized on this um crazy app called instagram yeah and I think that, you know, 
when people forget that, when influencers forget that, there's there's a bit of a yucky thing at the moment in the world with influencers and, you know, you either love them or you hate them. And then influ some influencers, I, I kind of get it. Like some influencers do just give off this impression that it is just something that can be taken for granted and yeah. that kind of a thing. And I just, I'm like, I think we've just always had such a different approach. Yeah. I think the fact that we were like, you know, five, six years into our careers too well, by the think, time this happened. Do you happened. think maybe that's it, that you've seen the other side, whereas some yeah. of these other people, that, that this is all they've known. They've either gone from, Literally. either they got big at school or maybe they've left school and then that was just like, sweet, I'm full-time yeah. influencer now. Whereas Exactly, whereas, yeah. that's exactly what it is. And especially like that step of actually quitting our jobs like we were like okay we have we just don't have any other option but to make this work like we're, yeah. we're leaving our you know comfortable salaries to like you know and our best decision we ever made because we had the flexibility as well that's another thing that's hard is if you are an influencer and working full-time it's like nearly impossible to keep would you say relevant like you know there's so many events that are on during yeah. the week and like yeah. otherwise you kind of have to miss out on a lot and like both of our bosses, I guess, were kind of also kind of like you can't just float in and out <laughs> or like have yeah. days off here and there. It was really tricky to kind of balance both. Yeah. So what was that process of, was it a discussion of, hey, we're getting to this point or you're just getting so busy that we can now do this full time? Like was it, obviously it would have been tricky. No, we went time. down both from being five day a week at our jobs. Yeah. And then we both went to three days. So my work that I was at, at Princess Polly, they let me go down to three days and Nick changed jobs to be able to go down to a, yep. a lesser... I was like, can I work less? I said, no. I said, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, I'll get another job then. Um, and then from there, it, it, I guess the real kind of line in the sand was then when we left on that big overseas trip because we had to leave our jobs anyway at that okay. point. Um, and it was really tricky because my job offered me a really awesome role to go back to um, bigger and better than anything I would have ever have imagined. Yeah. And to say no to that was mm. like still to this day, if I ever, this all crumbled, I'd just go straight back. Yeah. I'd crawl back and be like, Princess Polly, you remember that? You remember that? Me this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it was a tricky decision because we really enjoyed what we did. And yeah. like, you know, it's one thing to leave a job that you hate, but to leave a job that you love to pursue something that might not work out. I guess mm. every kind of person that has a side hustle probably has this yep. crossroad at some point. Um, but such a good decision in the end. But um, it's also really nice to know that if this was all to crumble one day, Nick and I both do have skills and, and whatnot to be able to go straight back into the workforce. Yeah. Well, you've got your arts degree in sports management. So. Oh, hello. Yeah. Nick, you'd be I'll straight be managing there. the North Queensland County. No, she'd Stop. be managing the Socceroos. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that'd be a good job. <laughs> but, like, was it a, a kind of a formal discussion of saying, hey, I think this can work, or we, it's just a no-brainer, like, it's, we're busy enough, like... I think it was just that it was just getting busier. Yeah. yeah. We were just kind of like, oh, we sort of need that extra day to be at, like extra weekday as well. Like yeah. you can do things on weekends, but you kind of need to be like responsive on your emails even. Like, yeah. 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 It's its own little business. So. Yeah. It, it, was, a, it was a long process. It yeah, took yeah, like yeah. a year to go from five days a week to three days a week to leaving. That was that, that the intention of when you first dropped? You said, hey, the goal is let's do this full time so that here's the process or not it necessarily just kind of we were just kind of doing it as the opportunities came yeah, yeah. um and i think and it was something in that the could beginning managed too like i guess when you're working three days a week 
for us anyway. Like we, if we were doing influencing five days a week, We'd be bored. Yeah. It wouldn't work for us unless we all of a sudden grew to like a million followers and had to like make YouTube videos every day or something. Yeah, but okay. honestly, like for us to influence five days a week, we'd be that, that bored. Because, <laughs> we'd just be pissed. Yeah, <laughs> every day. We'd be drunk every day. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like for us, we come from working. That's another thing. You know, we have come from working. Like, when I lived in Sydney, I was working like 10, 12-hour days because yeah. my workload was so massive. And so we come from this background of like waking up early, going to the gym, doing a full day of work, going home and doing things, yep. which I think is another thing that differentiates us from a lot of other influencers that are really young because it's all they've ever known. Yep. They wake up at 8.30, maybe go to the gym and go out for brekkie, might do one piece of content in the day yep. and that's all they need to do in a day. Whereas like we'd be bored shitless yeah. if we had <laughs> to do that. I super guilty if I... Yeah, just did my one photo a day, then like, oh, that was it. Like yeah. I'd just be like, oh. My brain would just be working on yeah. overdrive. Like what are the, all the things I could be doing right now and yeah. I'm not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Well, so, I think people get that like when you go, oh, I'd love to just sit on a beach and never have to work a day in my life. It's like, yeah, that's great for the first two weeks. But yeah. yeah. What else are you going to do? And like, you oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. So we even found like in those early weeks when we were just influencing but working on Jagger behind the scenes, like... You know, when I look back at those days versus now, how diff, how much more time, like, you know, we used to go and have lunches with friends and, mm. um, you know, go, and always finish work. And was a cafe. Yeah. Well. So we'd be there, like, on a roll, and it's, like, 3 o'clock, like, girls, we're closing. We'd be like, shit. <laughs> now, <laughs> what do we do? So I don't know. Let's go to Rickshaws and have three glasses of wine. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, looking back on that time, it was a really cool time because it was like such a time of like uncertainty and unknown what could be, but it was also a time of like a lot of freedom and flexibility to just enjoy. But now yeah. that we have employees and stuff, mm. we don't, we still have... We a, just work like kind of set hours. Yeah. yeah. Just like a normal person. Obviously, because we're our own bosses, we can duck off and go and get our hair done in the middle of the day Absolutely. if we want to. Yeah. But it it, we still do have that kind of structure to our day. Yeah. So talk to me about that, the process of starting... Um, Jagger and Stone. So you've gone from full-time jobs, three days a week, quitting and being full-time with Wild Ones for how, like a It was only really and truly like four months, mm. maybe five months, yeah. because it was like Nikki got home from her trip in December. i gotten home a few months earlier, so I kind of got the ball rolling. And was that a working holiday or is that... A straight holiday. We were doing a bit of influencing bit, stuff. Yeah. Because we were in Mexico and Central America, it was really hard to, it was a lot of more like travel inspiring things as, as opposed to actually like yeah. working with brands because yeah. they couldn't send it anywhere because over there it's just like where do you, like they didn't really have a post office. And we were backpacking too. So yeah. like keeping in mind we weren't there with our full glam squad. Absolutely yeah. not. Like we were there Quite with the like two pairs yeah. of shoes. Yeah. And and literally one pair of denim shorts and that's it. But we were really lucky in that trip because we didn't do a lot of paid work, but we did get so, and again, going back to us being like sneaky little marketing weasels, um, <laughs> we did get a lot of like amazing accommodation, oh, yeah, accommodation. for free or yeah. for a massive discount. Like, oh, we'd go and set up people's Instagrams for them. Well, yeah, like, hotels these or? amazing Airbnbs, hotels. And like, that was actually so fun because we'd be like, oh my God, planning feed, like getting Literally. all the content yeah. for them, yeah. telling them what to do for the next six months. Like, So I made like a bit of a um, thing in my notes where it was just like a bit of a copy-paste thing. Yeah. 
that I could send people for Nikki and I on Airbnb, on the app. Yeah. Basically being like, hey, we're in Guatemala. We'd love to uh, do this. And we just copy and paste it and flick it out like crazy. Nice. Via nice. um, <laughs> the Airbnb app. And it would be basically along the lines of like, we'll come stay with you guys. And because we were on such a shoestring budget on this trip. So yeah. if we could go and stay somewhere that would cost like $300 a night for free, we were stoked. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. We were backpacking. Yeah. So we were like, we'll come, we'll stay, we'll set you guys up with an Instagram account. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we ended up getting probably the most incredible house I've ever stayed at. Oh, it was insane. On this lake. We yeah. made them an Instagram account and literally... It grew so I much. think they had like 700 followers within like the first two days. Jesus. And they never ended up doing anything with it um, yeah. because I think they swapped Airbnb management, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was like... But they were just so interested as well. Like, oh my God, girls, okay, come up to ours for dinner. We can actually put you in this other Airbnb. Stay for longer. Like, as they were just that? learning so much as yeah. well. So, it was so really nice. cool. Yeah. And then, you know, we stayed at a hostel and they gave us free accommodation and oh, we became awesome. really good friends with them. And The doozy koala in Guatemala. Shout that? out. <laughs> and then we stayed at another one, Zephalodge. We, we were actually oh, yeah. so lucky. Very like, we lucky. got, you know, I went and did a week long retreat in Tulum and they didn't give it to me for free, but they gave it to me for a massive discount because did I did a lot of work for them as well I did yeah, yeah. I set up like an in, I like trained their staff on yeah, how right. to use Instagram and stuff oh so. and we did Splendour in the Grass in the middle which helped us yeah well. so, so we you flew back and then, yeah. yeah flew back all of our work played for our flights back we worked heaps got heaps of money behind us and then went back over, went back over. Yeah. Mm. so throughout that that process had Jagger and Stone the idea even. It was born in the beautiful house in Guatemala. Oh, literally, <laughs> literally that exact house. It was a, a, a writer's house, so, you know, we were very inspired. Yeah, <laughs> it was like this kind of place where people would come and do writing retreats. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was kind of there. Literally all we did one night was, like, literally stay up for ages. Have like... It was a rainy day, mm. so we got a cask of red wine. She says that for a plot. Yeah. It's a rainy day in a writer's retreat. Yeah, and just sat there and literally nutted out the whole first range. In like a day. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Then obviously a lot more work came after that, but yeah. the idea what, was what, born It then. didn't go from that idea to then what it is now. <laughs> just, oh, that, then just, <laughs> just flicked our fingers. That's how it works, right? <laughs> so you went from that idea and then kind of give me a snapshot of what kind of transpired over the next, what was it, six months or so before mm. actually... Well, I came home three months earlier than Nick and I teed up with a production agency that do fashion production that I'd kind of met through other jobs and whatnot to get our first samples made, got the samples made, Nick came back and then it was just all on from there. We were like placing POs, working on samples. We set a launch date and then obviously had to like plan everything up until our launch date. So like when the stock was arriving. Yeah finalising all the samples, so like, you know, the first few that arrived were... Oh, there were some wonky ones, yeah. (laughs) Some wonky ones in there. But, um, and then, yeah, planned our photo shoot, which was before Coachella, shot that, and then it's, by this point, it was starting to feel, like, super real, because we were outlaying money. So, like, we hadn't paid for our stock yet, so that was, like, our first big expense. And then, how long... Was it after that that we had to pay for the stock? We had to pay for the stock on, like, the day that it got delivered. Yeah. Um, so that was in, like, early May or early June. Yeah. Um, and we shot it in April, so, yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Uh, so, yeah. Obviously, disclose what you want here, but was it a matter of you'd saved up the money? To... Oh, no, we... Or... Yeah, that's fine, you can ask we that. We had to take a loan. Okay. We both took loans. So the st our opening order was 30 grand. Yep. And I borrowed 15 from my brother and my boyfriend. And, and Nikki I borrowed 15 from my parents. So we were very lucky that yeah. they were willing to invest in us. Yeah. <laughs> um, because obviously we'd just been travelling for so long we didn't have the money behind us yeah. at that yeah. point. To... And our wild one's income was just not super fruitful. <laughs> yeah. It was enough for Nick and I to, to live, live on a very, yeah. very, very skint budget, yeah. uh, pay our rent, and then not much else. Yeah. Um, a couple of bug rolls. Yeah, a couple of <laughs> bug rolls and glass of rosé. There's, there's a couple of hundred dollars gone. <laughs> Literally. But um, other than that... Oh, actually, no, that's a lie. I shouldn't say that that's all we did because we did both do freelance yeah. work in that time okay. too. We, our income from what We The Wild One wasn't enough to support us. So whatever we did with Wild Ones, we'd kind of like put back into... The business. The business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then Luce was doing freelance work for in Brisbane and I, I actually went back to my job in Arnhem environment which was yeah right yeah good to just tide me over. Yeah. yeah, so we were doing freelance work as well in that time just purely because... Um, they were just, we weren't making enough money to sustain yeah. both of us. Um, and, and we had this big thing coming up that we knew we were wanted to save all of our pennies mm. for. But that was a really fun period because basically we were just working towards like a massive goal. Yeah. Um, so we had this massive spreadsheet where all the different things that we had coming up, you know, from, you know, buying the domain yeah. to going and setting up our account with an accountant and... Just all those little things. Registering for Australia Post. Exactly. <laughs> Which, by the way, is not that easy. So if you... Trademarking. I think yeah. I remember wow. a phone call the night of your first order going, what do we need to do to get registered for Australia Post? Oh, yeah. We were, we were very lucky. We ended up having a friend at Australia Post who is one of the most ambitious dudes you'll ever meet. And he put me in touch with the... Um, He's not... He doesn't even work in, like, the same department as these people. No, but he was just, like, so cutthroat, real doer. Yeah. Um, got me in touch Shano with, like... Boss. Yeah. Shano. And got us in touch with... I think I was on the phone to, like, the head of a certain department like, of Australia. Yeah. He was, like, massive. Yeah. And he was just, like, on the phone setting up our e-passes. It was going <laughs> to take, like... <laughs> You know, and this is very normal, so if anyone wants to do it, give yourself enough time because it was going to take up to three weeks or something yeah. to all be approved and whatever, and we had allowed ourselves, like, five days or something. Yeah, it was nuts. And so, yeah, we had to do some creative... What not calling. to do when what starting a business. Yeah. Lucky we're Shano. very charming girls and we've got Shano on our side to <laughs> get that over the line. <laughs> oh, funny. So if you obviously look back to sitting in that Friday's retreat, drinking a cask of red wine getting those initial ideas out. What, I guess, could you ever imagine to where you are now, obviously being stocked, Prince Polly, Iconic, General yep. Finance. Yeah, Obviously three, what, probably up there with the three biggest... Retailers, retailers. in Australia, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that was always the goal. Um, yeah. I always had a bit of an inkling that if our brand was half-decent, Princess Polly would take us on, just because they're awesome. no ago. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I guess it was one of those things that we just really went into it with a, the mindset that if it goes well, then that's bloody awesome. Yep. If not, I just, I really didn't see it as that much of a negative thing if it no. didn't go well. And it's not like we'd set those goals like, okay, must be in three biggest retailers in Australia by. Yeah. Literally. You know, like it was just kind of 
feeling it out every day and yeah, wanting it to do as well as it possibly could. And yeah. And knowing that we did have the backup of our income from We The Wild Ones, which mm. we will be honest with, isn't a luxury that everyone has. Sure. Um, but knowing that we did have that little bit of cushioning to say, well, at the very least, all we're going to do is say it's an absolute failure. Yep. Go in, uh, nothing sells, all right, we're 30 grand in debt. Oh, well, we just go back to our old jobs or we just pursue We The Wild Ones and keep doing freelance work, yep. pay back everyone that mm. we need to pay back and, and Bob's again, your uncle. the luxury of having borrowed money from yep. our family and, you know, Lisa's boyfriend, we were mm. very lucky, so. I just think as well, it's like if you don't, ever try it and like I'm a fairly ambitious person and so I'll probably always do almost do anything that I think of but yeah. if you don't try it there's so much more regret in that than being 15 grand each in debt yeah. mm. so it was just kind of like what have we got to lose yeah we don't like I don't have a huge emotional attachment to money like I'm not going to sit there and cry myself to sleep for months for losing 15 grand yeah. like yeah it's kind of it wouldn't be on the street Let's yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know we wouldn't be on the street and we were just kind of in the mindset of like if we don't do this now while Instagram is red hot, mm. while our following is growing, while we have the skills and to back us up and yeah. the foundations there and the time, yeah. when are we going to do this? Like it's not exactly. going to be in five, ten years when I've got three kids and a mortgage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's got to be now. Yeah. Um, and so I think we were so lucky in that we did it when we did because... Yeah. If had we have pushed pause on that for any more amount of time, you know, for, for two years, there might have been too much risk in going into it because Instagram's not the same yeah. as it once was. And I guess we're lucky that we didn't have jobs to go back to too because that was almost like motivation in itself to like make it happen. Hey, 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 speak for yourself. <laughs> I had to say no to my bloody dream job. Oh, yeah. Well, we could have gone back to jobs, but we yeah. didn't. Like mm. we made the decision to not do that. So that was like, whereas had we gone back to work and been like, okay, let's go back to work earn yeah. Yeah. and do this on the side. Yeah. Yes, we would have had more money. Totally. We wouldn't have, we would have got too busy. Well, I think there's that whole comfort comfort level. Mm, people get exactly. comfortable, it's like, well, why would I risk it? Like, yeah, I'm, that's I'm what okay. I was more referring to. Yeah, yeah. it would have been really like... I think Especially when you work like professionally for someone, like that takes a lot of your time. Like, yeah. Oh, and your energy and your that, ideas. And... Yeah, like respect to people that do it while they're working full time because mm. that is bloody hard. Yeah. Especially because we were working for businesses at that point that technically if we were like doing working for the jobs that we previously worked at and on the side trying to start our own fashion label. It would have been a massive conflict yeah, of interest. Sure. So yeah. there probably wasn't really that option anyway. Yeah. Um, we kind of just had to go in with a clean slate and just be like, listen, yeah. let's do it. We did it We did it the right way, thankfully. Like, we didn't end up having to have any awkward conversations yeah. or anything. Like, oh, hey, you know, like, I'm well, actually... Well, I had to clear that air before I went I'm back a, I'm a competitor mm. now. And I was like, to be honest, guys, like, nothing's... Even set in stone yet, but we are working on our own label. And yep. if you don't know what Arnhem is, it's very like boho clothing in Byron. Like, and they're like, okay, what sort of stuff are we talking? And I'm like, don't worry, it is completely different. Yeah, yeah different vibe. Yeah. <laughs> so you've gone. Obviously, all that's happened. What's probably the best way to describe what's transpired over the last twelve months? If you had to kind of summarise it. Um, I guess we've just kind of gone from it being what was just like a kind of, oh, cool, let's launch one collection and see how it goes, yeah. to now being like a fairly well-structured business in the way that we have like 
you know, specific targets. Yeah. Um, I mean, there could be a little bit more um, whittled down at the moment. They're just like one sentence is like, make heaps of money, sell heaps <laughs> of clothes. But they're still there. Um, the targets are still there. But yeah, it's just kind of like we are a little bit more structured yep. now. We have an employee. We have like a we fully set office. up office. Yeah. Um, we have goals. We have wholesale accounts that we have to like hit certain time frames and dates on. Yeah. So it does, it has kind of stepped up. I feel like in the next 18 months, hopefully that will be even more. It's going to keep more. streamlining the business. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And this being your full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like you said before, this is, yeah. what, 40 hours a week, 80 hours a week? Oh, it's huge. Like, yeah. you know, even when you're not working, you're, like, always working. Yeah. When it's your own business, like, you never switch off, I guess. Yeah. Um, but... Which is fine. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So what, what would a, if there is one, what would a typical kind of day or a week... In, in your lives at the moment look like? Well, let's use, what, we can use like last week as an example. Like, well, like we wake up and go to the gym together. Go to the gym at six o'clock in the morning, go to work at nine. We usually work till at least six, six or seven. And is that because you've had that structure previously that you're like, well, this is what? Well, and this is, this got a, this is got, all we need to do. We've like, got a staff member now yeah, too. Yeah. You can't just be like these crazy chicks that are running around, although we do a lot of that too, but. <laughs> Um, we, we like working, you know, yeah. like we like going in and getting shit done. That's kind of just ingrained in us because we have always done jobs. And yeah. again, there's people that are, that need us to be there to answer their mm. questions. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, we get emails every single day, like it's a fully fledged business. Yeah. And like, I think as well, I'm personally, am not the kind of person that if it gets to five o'clock and I've done the bare minimum, but I've got it done. Yeah. I'm not the kind of person that's I'm like, oh, fantastic, I'm going to leave. I'm then going to start doing the next thing because yeah. Usually we it's leave our business. Usually we're hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally all the boys are the calling boys us are saying like, dinner's, dinner's ready. ready. Yeah. Um, because it's your own business, so you're always going to be wanting to do that step, the next yeah. step. Like, what can we do that's even better? Yeah. But then, like, for example, last week we had an event on in Sydney, so we tied in a few meetings mm. that day, went to the event, fun, yeah. fun, fun. Went fun, home. Fun, 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 And then the next morning I got home at, what, 10 o'clock or something, went into work. Verity was there, so she did all the orders and everything. And then we sh- did a studio shoot until, like, 8 p.m. Yeah. So yeah, it's, right. like, every day's different. Yeah. Like, um, you know, now we're doing our own podcast, so there's, like, one half a day a week that we're spending out of the office recording that. Yeah. Um... You know, we might throw in a few things like this every week, like, you know, yeah. doing a podcast with someone or being at a meeting or... Like, running our business is that we don't care if we then have to work till 10 o'clock the next night to yeah. go and do those things during the day, the day before, because yeah. we've just got to get it done well, I think and we want to do it. Like, yeah, that's definitely something I enjoy, like, running your own business is, like, mm. I like, I like working hard, I like what I do, so it's like, well, if I'm working 12 or 14 hour a day, like... If I start at 10 a.m., I might finish at 11. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're you not, it doesn't have to be 9 to 5. Your own That's sacrifices it. as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I'm going to go to that event, get a bit lit, and then I'll <laughs> be working till bloody midnight the next night. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, um, one thing that we love is the flexibility that running your own business gives you in the, in the way that we don't like 
work flexibility because we want to be lazy. We just like it because we can do everything in our own time. It suits our time. lifestyle as yeah. well with having wild ones on the side because you do need flexibility with that. Literally. So, like, last week, going back to last week, half a day, well, almost a full day, one of the days, we just shot content all day. Yeah. Mm. So it goes, there's a million different kind of ways that a day can mm. be. Yeah. No day is ever the same, which I know is very cliche and everyone says that, but no day is literally ever the same. My personal favourite days are when we go to work, I don't even have to do my hair and makeup, maybe I'll even still be in my exercise clothes from the gym and I just work all day. Yeah. I hate getting dressed up to go to work. <laughs> You've really got to let her know in the morning, hey, Lou's just preparing you. There's some cameras coming. Yeah, we've got to take we've some got photos. We've got to do this, 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 this today. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But no. also, like, even again, you know, Jag is so busy, but when we did that full content day for Wild Ones and we were just, we banged out so many jobs, that was rewarding in itself. Oh, so rewarding. And Exhausting. Like, it's a different kind of exhaustion. Yeah. It's like... Don't mock influencers all the time because yeah. it can be hard. Well, yeah. that's actually something I was going to uh, talk about that we probably skipped over was that, that perception of what it is people think influencers mm. do. And obviously it's very different because there probably are some people that don't do a hell of a yeah. lot. But I, I guess the general conception and misconception is that you sit on a beach, you take a couple of photos, you do nothing. It's not very much work that goes into it. Mm. Don't get me wrong, there is a bit of that that goes on. Okay. I mean... Um, Everyone's different. Yeah. I think it's like, if you want to be, it's like, okay, I was actually thinking of an example of this this morning with Lena. It's like in a, any job in any industry in the world, there's going to be someone that you think is a way harder worker than another person. Yeah. And, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have the same job title. Mm. I feel like I might, might stuff this no, no, analogy no, no, up, no, no. but it's yeah, like, say for example, all the CEOs in the world, yeah. there could be a bunch of shit CEOs and a bunch of amazing CEOs. It doesn't change the fact that they're all technically referred to as a CEO. Sure. What you choose to do in your time being CEO, AKA being an influencer, we saw it as an amazing opportunity to start our own business, yeah. which we have done and it's awesome. I'm not gonna hate on someone because they didn't choose to like fill their time at the end of the day, it's kind of like, that's a bummer for you because yeah. one day this isn't going to be here mm. and we've got an amazing business to work on now. Yeah. I don't think there's, yeah. It's, well, do you I, know what I mean? No, I guess, I guess in that analogy, uh, I guess what, I guess the hard, hard-working influencers, the hard-working CEOs in that case get tarnished with the same brush of... That's it. Yeah. Well, everyone's lazy. Exactly. Like, all you do is just take photos and travel and... Literally. ...look pretty. Like, I think there's like... Yeah, there's been a real shift towards influencers, I think, in the last maybe 12 months because nowadays a lot of people are doing it. Yeah. Um, and not only that, there's, like, a lot of, like, negative media around people mm. and what they do and how they spend their time. And I think you can't look at every CEO in, in the world the same way. Yeah. I think it's the same thing with influencers. You can't yeah. look at the way one influencer lives their life yeah. and generalise and say another one lives their life that way. And sometimes it's like even brands can create that misconception. Like, you know, it's so saturated and you're there. If you're there at work in the office going through your feed and you're just seeing, like, a million girls like, oh, my God, check into my amazing place with my yeah. little name on my cookie and all that jazz. It's kind of like... And my, like, a thousand free products and stuff. Yeah, and like, yeah. my free holiday. Like, I can see yeah. how it can piss people off. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, and it is crazy that, 
you know, just because someone does have that big number next to their name, that then all of a sudden they're entitled to things that maybe, you know, 99% of the population don't get for yeah. free all the time, whatever, which I can understand the frustration of like a, you know, just your regular you girl. You can see how it can create this, yeah. this bitterness yeah. towards yeah. influencers. Having said that, though, as a brand, and I'm not speaking on necessarily on behalf of Jagger and Stone, but I mean just like from like a brand's yeah. perspective, they do that because it works for their business. It's a mm. transaction. Yeah. So it's like, although it does create this kind of, you know, they are so spoiled. Look at them. Yeah. It's because Some that of brand these girls is are just generating so many sales. For well, these and I think I think that's the interesting part that like obviously there is a ton of work that goes into it, but that people don't see. Yeah. Mm. And then there is a okay. Well, it is a business transaction. Like yeah. they, they're not just giving it to it for no reason. Like it's, they're it, getting something from it. Exactly. Like. And it's like people tend to think people really put this whole influencing thing down into a time category like mm. oh that yeah. person all they do is wake up go out for brekkie go to the gym and post a photo and then go to bed yeah and that's their day and granted that could be their day and i'm not i'm not arguing with that i often whinge to nikki about how lazy or how not even lazy just how some influencers get to like live a very relaxed lifestyle yeah but a brand isn't just paying them for their time they're paying them for that number of people yeah. that follow them yeah. so it's a two-pronged thing and I think that people just sometimes because it's all they see like yeah. on their Insta stories really factor it into the fact that oh but you know they just give the relaxing life yeah. and they get given everything for free and that and yes they are absolutely privileged and yeah. we'd be crazy to think that that well we're not too like yeah. yeah we are but also brands are paying them because over time they've built up a following yeah well so, I think it's like I, oh he got or he, he or she got paid x amount of dollars for one post or for a 10 minute, like holy shit, he yeah. got paid 10 grand for a 10 minute YouTube clip. Like I had to yeah. work 40 hours a week and I got exactly. paid whatever. So in the time yeah. thing's an interesting one. But it's it's like, the interesting thing again would be like, I reckon if people saw what they get paid as a one-off versus maybe what they made in code sales, yeah. they'd probably be like, shit, they could have charged more. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Like yeah. people do look at influencers as like a, it, there's like, again, that bitterness towards the whole industry. However, if you were to look at how beneficial they can be for a brand, mm. and it, sometimes they're not. I'm yeah, not saying sure. this is a blanket rule, but I'm saying like if it's the right brand and the right influencer and they collab in the right way, yeah. it can be wildly beneficial mm. for both parties. Yeah. So It's just a different way for brands to spend their marketing budget, basically. Literally. So, yeah, you just you suspend it differently and now you yeah. spend it on influencers. Yeah. Because yeah. it works. Because once upon a time you were putting on a billboard. Yeah, exactly. Now you're putting that huge amount of money that you'd put into a billboard to, say, Shiny Grimmond, and she is you're getting a way bigger return on investment. Mm. Yeah. So I think that that's the... At the end of the day, it's kind of like... Yeah, there's three parties involved. Yeah. There's the brand, there's the influencer, and then there's the followers. And, yeah. it, you know, at the end of the day... They all kind of one doesn't work without the other. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, I think it really hit home for me. We went on the last trip to Japan, and there were some friends who had travel bloggers or travel Instagrammers. That's a full-time job. And we sat down for dinner, and they said, "Oh, what did you do today?" And obviously, me and Jacinta were like, "Well, we've, we're on holiday. We, we do what you do on holiday." And they said, "Well, that's good. We've been working. Like, it looks like we're doing the same thing, but they're working and we're on holiday. That's it. And their full day, we're out twelve hours a day. Like." They were working for 12 hours. We were on holiday yep, for 12 yep. hours. So it was like, would, 
it's like such a... It's because you do see the highlight reel. You don't, you're exactly. not there like looking at old love, screaming at her boyfriend like, ah, that's a shittest photo. Yeah. 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 And that really hit home for me. It was like, well, there's a prime example of yeah. you're working, I'm on holiday, but we're doing the same thing and it looks like we're doing this. Like, yeah. It looks like you're doing the same thing, but you're not. So like, yeah. for example, our friends Tegan and Ned are um, travel influencers yeah. and they sell their Lightroom presets. And we have travelled with them a few times now and I'm telling you, even as someone who's technically an influencer and technically okay. has to get the photo, their day is so different to mine. So, yeah. like, Nikki and I on, on a travel, on a work trip, although we never really go on full work trips because we aren't travel influencers. Yeah. So we might be going on a work trip to go and shoot a Jagger and Stone collection and go to Coachella. Yeah which is like the work components of our trip. But then the other eight days we're overseas, we're not really doing that kind of work. We might be more on our emails. Yeah. But while we're there, we'll knock out a few photos because, you know, content. When in Rome. When in Rome, <laughs> must make content. But, you know, we might get one photo in the morning, go and spend the afternoon working and then go out for dinner and yeah. drinks and just have a good time. Yeah. Tegan and Ned, when they go travelling... They will be waking up at 5 a.m., 4 a.m. to get those get sunrise shots. Like. They will be taking content all day to the point where I'm like, do you guys even enjoy yourself when you go overseas? Because they are shooting content yeah. all day. Yeah. Their trips revolve around making content. So they, And like a lot of the time they're doing that for not even for paid work. It's not for brands. Yeah. Just so they can, for their own Instagram pages. Yeah. And it's like, that is so just admirable. Yes, they're yeah. so deserving of their following. It's an art. Um, and I think all the power to them. They just they deserve Even that something following. Something as simple as like trawling Airbnb for months to find the perfect Airbnb for the get shot their photos mm. and like that's an art within itself. Yeah. Like every I'm like, what's on sale on Booking.com? <laughs> yeah. Filter price location done. <laughs> it's like everyone's got such a different kind of scope of so. For Tegan and Ned, it's doing that kind of stuff. For M Davies, for example, another one of our friends that's an influencer. You know, oh. we'll go overseas with three pairs of denim shorts, two bikinis and our She's slides. In three pairs of cowboy boots. She <laughs> took three pairs of cowboy boots. Seven items in her bag were bright fluoro orange velour tracksuit material. Like, this girl is putting oh, 50, so 50, much 50, effort. 50 kilos of, of checking. So orange. many hats, like all of yeah. her sunnies and, like, we're looking at her bag like, shit, babe, how did you even get that on the plane? It's so overweight. Like, these are people that are talented in, in yeah. what they yeah. do and they deserve a following. They work hard to get that following. Like so go for the uncomforts to even deliver that. Like, yeah, they, like, work, wake up early to get the shot or they... It yeah. worked for you because you got to wear a velour tracksuit. I did get to wear one of them's velour <laughs> tracksuits. But, you know, it, yeah... I feel like there's a lot of de really deserving people yeah. out there. There's a lot of behind the scenes that yeah. you don't see. Well, I had, um, I'm not sure if you know, Elliot Tiger Lions on, on the podcast. He had uh, the Neverland Boys. There was their kind of travel, oh, travel yeah. page. Yeah. And he was talking about the exact same thing. He said everyone was telling him that he was living the dream. Mm. But he was like, I was working. Like, yeah. He said I had to come home for a holiday. Which yeah. he said sounds ridiculous because I was travelling all through Greece and doing all these things. But he's like... I was working. So yeah. Everyone else thinks I'm just on the holidays. Like That's it. Like, and I think in this day and age too, just with the way that the internet is, like aside from influencers and aside from Instagram, um, work now just comes in so many different shapes yeah. and sizes. Mm. You don't have to have a traditional sit in an office yeah. to be working. Um, there's so many jobs that people do on the go, you know, from a hammock in Thailand, you know, yeah. whatever. So I think people tend to, there's like a bit of a misconception that just because you might be in another country, 
or just because you might be even at home yeah. that you're not working. But just because you're at home or in another country, it doesn't necessarily mean you are or aren't mm. working. You're still on your phone, still I got do. emails. Yeah. Like. yeah, I do feel for travel bloggers because... Those poor things are like, yeah, let's go to the most remote place in Thailand. Oh, no Wi-Fi. No. <laughs> Literally. Like, yeah. It must be frustrating, but oh, all like, part of the job. And I, yeah, I feel like... It's like when Ned lost his drone in the jungle in Thailand. Yeah, <laughs> literally. That, like travelling with all of that camera gear, like yeah. just losing that, the insurance you'd have to take out, just carting it around safely. It's, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, as I said, all the behind the scenes that... It's not just that pretty photo that they... Exactly. The exactly. Yeah. You know, there's, like, trekking for hours through a jungle to get the right waterfall angle and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and I think work now just does come in all different shapes and sizes and yeah. different hours. And, you know, nowadays there is a huge push towards uh, working smarter and not harder. So that does mean necessarily necessarily moving away from that like grinding in an yep. office from you know 8 30 to 7 p.m it's kind of more like you know do this this and this quicker and like you know four hour work week yep. i'm sure you guys have all read that yeah uh, yeah prime, exam to his podcast. prime example yeah. prime yeah. example so there's like a big push towards that now in every industry and people tend to forget that well i think it's, it's demonized that if you do it quicker that you haven't done as good of a job exactly like, exactly um, just do what you're doing and focus on what you're doing primarily. Well, literally. Don't compare yourself to anyone yeah. else, I think. Well, I yeah. think, like, obviously, just hearing about your process of everything you've done, like your careers, your, your degrees and everything, mm. like, I guess from the outside being a critic, someone might say, well, they launched the clothing, <coughs> clothing lines 18 months ago and now it's successful and it's stocked everywhere. Like, it was an overnight. Yeah, yeah. It was overnight, but it's like, oh, no, we've had the experience, you knew the connections, like, it's been... Well, that's it, you know, like, every step in the journey that we've taken since we left uni, or even while we were at uni, while we worked at Red Bull, has landed us in the success that we have now. Like, you know, if well, I didn't move to Sydney when, we were, when I was 22 or 23 and get that job, we wouldn't have that back-end knowledge of, like, yeah. running a fashion label from mm. the back-end and the production angle. Like, there's so many things that goes into then now what... It, has become our brand. Has it, has it been interesting looking back and not kind of connecting the dots, being like, oh, that's black. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Know that. I know this, like... Just, yeah, even, like, if we ever get stuck with things, there's so many people from our old jobs that we can still call. Cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, totally. they can offer advice, like, you yeah. know, Wild Ones helped a lot as well because because of the platform, but, like, you don't know anyone else's knowledge. Like, you have to yeah. ask people for help, so we're lucky we knew people... And what's to say, like, what's to say we didn't start Wild Ones four years ago with the intention of starting our own brand and that's why we did it to start? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's to say that we didn't (laughs) have this plan all along and we just obviously didn't at that point have, like, the money or the situation to launch our own brand when we were 24, 25? But what's to say that we didn't start it? to get to this point now. The master plan's paid off. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's something that people forget too. It's like they just think, oh, you're an influencer and therefore you can kind of just start any business that you want and what came first is the influencing and what came second is your business. And I'm like, well, no, for us, what came first is our career and we did influencing along the way and who knows that maybe we just did it. So start our little baby. To start (laughs) our brand, you know. (laughs) You'll never know. Excellent. Well, that's been very, very interesting. So there's a couple of things that we'd like to finish on. Yeah. Um, unless you have anything else to touch on with Jagger and Stone or any other 
it's buy it. Buy it. Uh, <laughs> online buy now. Buy here now. Online now, people. <laughs> so a couple of things, a couple of questions we try and ask all guests in some some shape, way, or form. But has has your beliefs or behaviours around money changed as you've gotten older? And if so, how so? Yeah, in a way. Like I guess one thing that's weird for us is differentiating. Like, sort of took us a while to get into the habit of. Um, spending money for tax, I guess, like without yeah. company money and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, realizing if we were away on a work trip, don't buy things on your own card, like put it on the company card, like just trying to. It's a business. Yeah. It's yeah. mind blowing the things. We're still our learning. Tells us every time we go in, he tells us something else, and we're just like, wow. Yeah. Thank God we have you because that's not easy to figure out along the way yourself. I think because we're in a position now that we're we're very lucky that. If we do need to go travelling, for example, we can put it on the work card. Um, and that is something that we probably do... Uh, it's funny we, like, for us. We, like, keep it in mind, I guess. The, the ATO, yeah. The ATO's not listening, so it's OK. You're, no, you're... <laughs> no, no, no. Obviously, we're going for work. We're doing yeah. heaps of posts over there. Um, but it is, it's different for us, I feel, because I don't have a very... I'm, like, not overly attached to money in the way that, like, it comes and goes... I really believe that saying that once you earn over 70 grand a year or whatever it is, your happiness doesn't go up or down. Yeah. As soon as you, as soon as I can afford a new car, then I'm going to be the happiest I've ever been. <laughs> so that's all I care about. But, and bug rolls. And bug, and bug rolls. rolls. <laughs> but it's like, I think we're, very, we're in a really lucky position that a lot of the time, because we do operate as a business and we've never really done this on our own, all the money that comes in, I really don't really feel emotionally attached to at all no, because it's never mine. It's mine and Nikki's, or well, it's the company's. Mm. So it's we like work for our company. We work for our company. So I never like. I've noticed that with some other influencers, they're kind of like, I don't want to pay to go on that trip over there. Like I'd yeah. rather get a brand to pay for it for me or whatever if I can, yeah. hypothetically. And I'm like, oh, I don't care to pay at all. But I guess because it's not my money, it's our company money. So I'm yeah. like, spend it, spend it, woo! Whereas like other people, because every dollar that comes in, there's not is, that, yeah, there's not that clear line between personal yeah. business. So every money, every dollar that comes in, they're like, well, that's mine, and that could potentially buy me a house or buy this. Whereas I'm like, well, that's I can't even touch that money, so yeah, let's just like spend we're that. Like, up. We're rich. <laughs> no. Yeah. So we're just kind of like, oh yeah, that's sitting in the Jagger account, and that's that. Well, from, I, from I, my perspective, that's very very uncommon because most people who start start a business, they like. It's business money, it's my money. Like, yeah. I made it, and there's no, that, there's no clear separation, and that's what a lot of people get into trouble no. with. Our yeah. accountants kind of drilled that into us Excellent. from day one as well, which is good. And it's really separated. That's not to say that, you know, like when there's the opportunity to put it on the work card, that we won't do it, because trust yes. me, we'll do it. <laughs> but, you know, we've only just been recently told that we can't go to rickshaws anymore and put it on a work card, which is a bummer for us. But, <laughs> you know, there just definitely is that sense of like you don't have as much of an emotional attachment with the money in our bank accounts, even though technically it's ours. Yep. I'm not sitting there thinking, Yahoo, I've got a deposit for a house and mm. I can go and buy 10 cars. Yeah. I just don't even look at that money like it's my own. Yeah. So it does make... We don't, we're not scared to spend money within our business as well. Like exactly. Like campaigns, like, shit, sometimes when you look at it, you're like, whoa, we better sell some clothes. <laughs> yeah, our but photo shoots like, cost just so much money. So much money. And I think that that's a good thing for us because we don't have that emotional attachment with our money, whereas, like... We just want to do cool shit. Yeah. Like. And I think that's been very a real positive thing for us where, yep. because it means we have just kind of been like, well, 
we really want to use this model. She's a little bit more expensive than we'd like, but she's so sick. Let's do it. And with saying that, we're still very within reason. You know, yeah. It's not like we'd be like, all right, we're booking Kendall Jenner. Yeah. Maybe Although <laughs> that would be the dream. But, One day. Um, yeah. Whereas I feel like other people kind of probably have a little more hands-on with their money mm. because they literally see it and it comes into their bank account and they feel like it's just theirs. Yeah, sure. So I think that's probably where our business has been a little bit different over the years because we've never personally been getting paid for any of these jobs. And has it, again, disclose what you like here, but has it always been the case, like even when you had the, the wild ones, like money coming in, was it always like, okay, that's treating that as a business? Like, yeah, well, yeah. we always, at the one stage where we weren't really earning much other money other than a few freelance jobs, um, we would probably, like, the money would come in and then we would just split it 50-50 or we'd be like, we oh, okay. We paid for a lot of, like... Because we do so many things together, we yeah. just pay for it on like the work yeah. cards, so keep it super fair. Or we'd be like, oh, okay, neither of us have much money this week. Let's just pay ourselves five hundred dollars each. Give us a bonus. Give us yeah. a, like to get through our little, pay our little rent. Pat on the back. Well yeah, done. yeah. Well, just to pay our rent at that stage. Yeah. But um, but that was the goal. Like use our freelancing money to survive, and yeah. then the rest you spend it collectively or give ourselves little bonuses. Yeah. And just say, to save yeah. for Jagger and Stone, basically, because we wanted to save up for that yeah. big photo shoot. And I suppose that's probably been different to uh, maybe the friends and stuff that you see, that it's just them, that's yeah. just, just themselves. So they've got no one yeah. else to kind of answer to, whereas, like, if you ran off and bought yourself a new Merc and, like... I'd love to. You'd love to. But you've got someone else to answer to. Like, obviously, if you yeah. do it together, sure, that's fine. But, yeah, I guess for most people, they're just they're there by themselves. Yeah. yeah. They don't Well, they can make the decisions by themselves, whereas... Yeah. We have to do everything kind you know, of like fairly 50-50. Always have cash flow, we've been told. So <laughs> you can't literally go and buy a Merc because you need it in the bank. <laughs> yeah, literally. So best piece of money advice you've ever received, either personal or business? Ooh. Have cash flow. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like I've ever been given any good advice when it comes to money. Maybe. Oh, I've got one. Mine would be, um, no, I'm not going to say spend money to make money, but don't be afraid to spend your money on things that are going to benefit your business. So, like, mm. spending money on Photo your shoots. accountant. Yeah. Yeah, your marketing. Like, yeah. I think they're all really, like, have a healthy relationship with letting go of that money because yeah. you're not going to be able to do it yourself or if you do a cheap photo shoot, it's just not going to be as cool and you're not going to sell as many yeah. clothes. Yeah. That's a good one. That's it. Like, don't be tight and hope to achieve the same outcome in all circumstances. Don't get me wrong. You can do yeah. things on a budget. Yeah, but it's not going to be the same outcome. That's yeah. the point, yeah. Even uh, with our account, like, looking at what we spend on that a year, it's a bit like, oh shit, you know? But at the same time, there's no way that we'd be in the position we are if we had to do everything ourselves. Like, oh, yeah. well, and that leads me on to mine. Um, my mum once told me when we were younger... Oh, my God. Um, You're not, are you? Time is money. No, oh. no. I thought you were going to say... No, no, card, no. will travel. Oh, yeah, have credit card, will travel. That's another one. But, no. What, what was it? Time is money. No, what was the credit card one? Oh, my mum used to always say to me when we were younger, have credit card, will travel. But that's bad like, money, money advice. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, time is money, and I feel like if... Great one you are in a position to, and not everyone's in the position to, but, like, I can tell you right now, I would rather, like, put needles in my eyes than spend hours, like, reconciling receipts with, you know, invoices and, 
think and money in our bank account, whatnot. Yeah. Like spend a little bit of money to have a bit of software that does that for you and just do it. Yeah. Mm. So because your time is valuable and our time is best spent doing what we're really good yeah, at good and point. receipts are not our strong point. Yeah. I'm pretty good with them. <laughs> no, but you, you're not reconciling no. them and stuff. Even like with traveling, you know, yeah. if you have to go and have like a massive layover or whatever and you can't get to your destination at the yeah. day earlier, we're just like spend an extra 30 bucks, yeah. 100, $200 and get there on, yeah. get there on time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, spend money to streamline your life a little bit when you can because... you never look back and go, oh, shit, needed that 30 bucks for... Literally. Yeah. You're just like, woohoo, I'm in America now. Let's well, I think travel's a good one because everyone's like, oh, if I do this flight, it's a 24-hour trip, and but it's like... Three hundred dollars cheaper. Mm, it's like, yeah, yeah, but you're gonna have to pay for accommodation, pay for food while you're at the oh, layover, yeah. and like, literally, like, it doesn't add up. Literally, even when we were backpacking, I sort of would travel with friends, and they'd be like, "Oh, actually, no." Like, I'd be like, "Oh, there's this boat. It'll get us to this destination. Oh. Four hours directly. Amazing. Let's do it." Oh, I've just found some option. I hear it's a lot cheaper. We can go on a bus for four hours. Go to this other like weird port where you might get killed and <laughs> raped. Literally, go down another bus and then get the boat over. And I'm just like. No. I'll take yeah. option Stream A. Streamline your life. I don't want to spend my, you know, travelling through Central America on like a thousand different buses. Let's just get to where we're going and yeah. enjoy that yeah. and move on. That's it. Like time is valuable and if you've got a little bit of money that would back you up when you can, I would strongly recommend using that little bit of money to streamline your life because you never... Give yourself more comfort back yeah. as well. You never look back on those moments and think... Bummer, I wish I had that extra 30 bucks to spend on something else rather than paying, you know, my accountant to do all that yeah. annoying shit for me. Like, yeah. you go, booyah, I don't have to do that. Yeah. Praise the Lord, raise the roof. I don't have to look at a bloody receipt. God bless the accountant. God bless. So that probably answers the next one, which is top money-saving tips or hacks. So pay for just pay for luxuries, or not pay for luxuries, pay, pay someone else to do the jobs that you don't want to do. Yeah, mm. yeah, or that you can't do, that yeah. you're not skilled in doing, you yeah. know, like why spend 40 million hours trying to design a logo on Canva when you can pay a professional to do it in an hour yeah. and it's going to end up way better. Yeah. Like that's what one of and my mentors... And it's professional. <laughs> so one of my mentors said to me one time, I called her and I was like, oh, do you think we should... I should go to uni, back to uni or back to a creative school because Nick and I are thinking about going back so we can learn some graphic design, basic graphic design skills. Yeah. And one of my mentors was like to me, no, because you can pay someone else to do it and I guarantee you even if you learn how to do it, you're going to prefer the work of someone that's a professional to yours anyway. So yeah. you may as well just do what you're good at. Yeah. Um, outsource the rest. Yeah, outsource the rest. Money saving tips. I wouldn't say we're the best savers in the world. My boyfriend <laughs> said to me the other day, he's an amazing money saver. And he said to me, you're very lucky, Lucy, that you're very good at making money because you're certainly not very good at saving it. So... What's... <laughs> wait, wait, look at the... Wait, look at the positives. <laughs> saving tips? Just make more money. <laughs> just make more money. <laughs> Work harder to make more money because, yeah. We just like yeah. bug rolls a lot, don't we? But even like how people are like, you know, don't get your coffee every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Turn up. Yeah. I'm about to say the wrong thing here, but I've never looked back and thought, shit, I regret. I didn't drink all those coffees. I'm Literally. Like, oh, my coffee. And that's it. Like, everyone has different goals in life. Nick, yeah. One thing that Nikki and I, our goal in life, is to bloody enjoy it. 
And so um, there's no way I'm going to be having a Makona from my kettle <laughs> in the morning when I can go down and have so a great walk. Gems are pretty good. Sorry, yeah. sorry Makona. No, sorry, no, Makona. No sponsors for you. I'll be going to the coffee shop getting a gorgeous skinny Once cap. again, outsourcing to the professionals <laughs> for a nice coffee. Literally. Um, and, you know... Yeah, I, we just love enjoying life. Well, oh, this is a good tip, actually. We obviously work in office together, and we sometimes, when we're being really good, we'll go to all these and make really a good. big salad for the week for there lunch. And that, my friends, is money is saver. Money saver. Yeah. Excellent. Because you're not using make your salad at work. $5 delivery fees on Uber Eats. <laughs> oh my God, on a naughty week, they I'll get a burrito bowl from Guzman's every day. $5 delivery luckily, fee. Lucky that's only. Two kilometres other road from the office. We but I get it delivered. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, Ross, you don't understand. Yeah, we could get in the car, but as I said, time is money. Time I is could money. be spending that, that five, time that making minutes, us money. Five minutes through the drive-through, that's yeah, it'll get you. In that moment, oh, I, we also make it back when we load the coriander on our bowls. Yeah, true. When you go on your own, you get heaps more coriander. <laughs> so probably a uh, different train of thought. Tomorrow you wake up, you've won a million dollars each. Oh what's God. the first thing you do? Buy a car. Wait. Oh. And then what's the first thing you buy? So you've answered that, buy a buy car. car. What's the first thing you do? Uh, Put it in the business, just go hard, get Kendall Jenner on the next campaign. <laughs> no, win a million dollars. First thing I do, literally yeah. the first thing, yeah. probably call my boyfriend and say, babe, I just want a million bucks. <laughs> go for drinks. Go yeah. drinks at Rick Short. Straight to Rick Short. <laughs> Nick and I just threw straight over there. Lunch. Um, maybe like buy a house. Yep. Just like throw down on one. Oh, yeah, that's that that's the first thing you just drive into the first place. I'll oh, that one. I'll take it. I'll go front of Ray White and I'll just go, this one, please. That's a funny question, though, because I'm like, again, back to, you know, what we were talking about earlier. I just don't even think winning a million dollars now would make me that happy because I feel like I have everything that I need. I would like a new car. That's the only thing in life I really feel like I need. looking for a car sponsor, by the sounds of it. No, no, no. I know <laughs> what kind of car I'm there? getting. If anyone's at Suzuki listening, oh, yeah, I'm after the new Jimny. If anyone knows a guy at Suzuki. Yeah. But no, other than that, I feel like I have everything that I want or I feel like if I really want something, I can probably buy it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just buy a house or like a really nice apartment. Yeah. The one's going up at Burley. Beautiful. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Thanks. But like, you know, I feel like we're so lucky because it's like, you know, some people, they're just like, I would die over a million. There'd be a lot more people. Let's just say, Maybe if we won a million dollars, how about we give it to someone else? Because there's someone <laughs> a lot more deserving. <laughs> I'd come to you and I'd say, tell me how to invest this. What do yes. I do, what what do, I do I with it? Yeah. We'd come to you, Ross, and say... <laughs> Invest I'd spend it on a financial advisor. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'd donate some. I feel like definitely we'd donate some. Mm. So we're winning a million each. Shit, not bad. Mm. Let's buy an Congratulations. Well, I, know. And buy an I would buy a pool, fill it with Moe and dive into it. <laughs> you literally would. <laughs> yeah. It really, really pissed away that middle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. But... But how fun would that be? Yeah, that'd be so fun. <laughs> Maybe on the next million. Maybe we'll do yeah. next million. Yeah. Excellent. Any final tips or words of wisdom for anyone maybe wanting to be an influencer, start a business? If you want to be an influencer, buy A Basic Girl's Guide by Lucy Jackson. Ooh, that there's a good plug. There you go, the plug. Uh, about a month or so. Yep. Um, no, I think anything you want to do, like... Start today, that's what we always say. Start now and just do it. Like, Put the wheels in motion, get it going. People are like, oh, you know... 
you're so lucky that you got to do that because it's because this or it's because you're pretty or it's because you're this. And it's like, I don't believe that. I believe if you want to do anything, no matter who you are, and obviously I know not everyone has amazing upbringings or their life yeah. might be a lot more challenging than mine. I'm very lucky in the way that I didn't really have like a crazy upbringing. I lived a fairly standard life as yep. a child. But I think really and truly, if you want to do anything, you can. Mm. And so- I guess that comes down to like have drive within yourself, like be motivated. Yeah. yeah. And don't wait for opportunities to come to you. You have to go out there and you just have to get them yourself. Yeah. Like nothing that, we've done so far or has just landed on our doorstep we have mm. gone out and seeked it out and if you want that you know you can do it just and that's like, half the reward as well when it works yeah where do you think that that drives come from like those having those goals and and wanting to do that rather than just be like huh, i'll take my 60k job and sit in the office all day and do the basic like i've always been like weirdly determined since i was like a little kid like i wanted to do a solo even though I was like on the like shitter end of like my, my dancing crew like I and like only the good girls got to do solos I like really wanted to do a solo on and shitter end <laughs> on the on the, I wasn't in the best performing girls in our group and I really wanted to do a solo and even my dancing teacher was kind of oh I don't know but anyway then at the end of my solo I wanted to do a walkover which is like a forward frip front flip kind of thing. I love that this is the story. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm like, I'm doing this one. No, yeah, and I really, I was like, I really want to do a front flip at the end of my dancing teacher was like, oh, no, like, you suck, just quietly, like, you're going to come last. Anyway, went out, my first ever solo performance at the Innisfail um, Young Performers of Steadford. Not only... Did I do my front flip? I won. So turn up. Turn and that's how you queen. start a cod And break. that's how you start a cod <laughs> Mine to do a walkover, the rest is history. What about you, Nick? Mine, I think I started getting more motivated when I was probably when I was working in a job that I didn't necessarily love. Yeah. I went through like a bit of a... Quarter life crisis. I, yeah, I'd moved away from home. Like I missed my family a lot. I was working slaving for literally like the smallest salary and yep. like and I did that because I was like this is all good experience whatever blah blah blah. You kind of just do that when you finish uni don't you? You do. You're like, like I just remember being like holy shit what actually is important to me you know like I'm yep. like so far away from the people that I love doing something that I don't necessarily love it's not really making me that happy like I think that was like. It certainly nice... wasn't making you much money either. Or I wasn't making bank. Yeah. Like, struggling. I think that was like a lot of motivation to kind of, you know, even just figure out, even if I was doing what I loved for pittance, that would have been better. Yeah. Mm. It's like one thing to do a job you hate for fuck all money. It's another thing to do something you love for fuck all money because you're going like, to oh, still be it's stoked. It's completely yeah. different because you're happy. Yeah. Like, And if you can do what you love and make yeah. money, then bloody, you've hit the jackpot. Yeah. Literally. We feel like we've hit the jackpot. We're so lucky. For sure. But, yeah, it doesn't come without... And all experience is good experience, but, like, don't feel like you need to stick out a job that you're not completely happy in just because you're too scared to go out and get another one. Yeah. Go out and get another one. Just yeah, do yeah. it. Bloody do it. Head it here first. Head it here first. Just follow your dreams. And if you fail, I think that's another reason why we've got so much drive. We're not very scared of failure. Yeah. Um, 
Although failure equals learning. Yeah, honestly. And so if you take Nikki, away, Nikki yeah, <laughs> put that, that on a t-shirt. Write that down. If you take out the element of being scared of something, or if you take out the that, and I guess as well, knowing that you're not in it alone, like knowing that Nikki is there, and it's just as embarrassing for her as it was for me, yeah. hypothetically. It's kind of like I'm about to launch my own like solo kind of project and I'm a lot more scared because if it fails, then I'm the lemon it's, alone. It's on, it's on you. Yeah. It's on me. So yeah. I think being able to go into things like that, if you can, with someone that you trust, it's good because then it, you take on the brunt yeah. together. Yeah. And like not all failures should be embarrassing. Like, you know, some no. of the best businesses in the world fail yeah. and it's like, holy shit, how'd that happen? It's good to hear those, you know, it's not good for that to happen, but it is good to hear those things as well because even just looking out for, you know, people that end up bankrupt. Like, yeah. mm. you know, surely you can see that. Well, isn't like, it like most CEOs or entrepreneurs or whatever or something have been point. bankrupt or they've had, like, three failed businesses yeah. to every yeah. success story? Like, yeah. Is it true that if you go bankrupt, you can never be a CEO? Uh, director. Director. There's a, there's a period of time of what you can't do. I'm not 100% uh, sure right. on the director bit, so don't quote me on that. But I know there's like a seven-year period. They're looking at loaning it now, but yeah. of when you can't get loans and do wow. things. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Tough gig. Mm. It is. So don't go bankrupt. Let's try kids. not to go bankrupt. <laughs> try not to, but if you do, but if you get do, back get on back feet. on the horse. There's a million jobs here in Australia. We'll employ you if you go bankrupt. <laughs> we'll working in our warehouse. <laughs> well, conscious of taking up your precious time, so... Lucy and Nikki, thanks Time for, is money. Thanks for, yeah, thanks. Time is money, Ross. Come on, chop chop. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for being on the Young Money Podcast. Thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Young Money Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Anything discussed or mentioned throughout the episode can be found in the show notes below. And to read up more about our guests as well as previous episodes, you can head to rossmaray.com forward slash podcast. If you have any questions about anything discussed on the show, please ask me them on Instagram at Ross Murray. And if you have any suggestions about future guests or future topics that you'd like me to cover on the show, please let me know. Hope you have a great day. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Young Money Podcast, make sure you subscribe to keep up to date with all the latest episodes. And feel free to leave a like, comment and share it with a friend. 